Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Michael's Weekly Perspective Podcast. For the first part of this podcast, I will be demonstrating on how to send a voice message using Anchor on the web with Jaws Screen Reader. Then, at the end, I will be interviewing Jonna Wright, a student from the Nas- National Association of Blind Students, to talk about the Washington Seminar. That's all for this edition, and stay tuned. Now I'm going to demonstrate on how to send a voice message using Anchor on the web with Jaws Screen Reader. I have Anchor pulled up on my computer, so in this case, I will just press Alt Tab. I like shortcut when I'm using a computer, so in this case, I will just press the B key to get into the message button. Message button. And then you press Enter. Dialogue. Since I'm the host, Anchor will not allow me to record a message. So in this case, I will press down arrow to get out of here. All right, thanks button. Every year this time is where blind people march down to Capitol Hill and meet with their Congress and the House of Representatives to advocate for blind people. Today in the studio, I'm delighted to have. Jonna Wright to talk about this initiatives. Welcome, Jonna, to the podcast. This is my first time interviewing guests onto my podcast, and as we begin this episode, I wonder if you can introduce yourself. Sure. So my name is Jonna Wright. I am from Georgia in the U.S.、Um, I normally go to Mercer University, which is also in Georgia.、Um, I'm a senior psychology major. And right now, I'm studying in the UK at the University of Essex, which is about an hour outside of London. That's pretty neat. Today, we're going to talk about Washington Seminar and the importance of advocacy. That kind of brings me to ask you this question, Jana: How long have you been a member of the National Federation of the Blind, also known as NFB? So I first became a member of NFB in 2016. Um, when I won a national scholarship,、um, and then ever since then I've been heavily involved, especially with the National Association of Blind Students,、um, and I currently serve as a board member and social media coordinator for the National Association of Blind Students, or NABS. Can you tell us more about the National Association of Blind Students? Because most of my listeners are not familiar with it, and some of my listeners may be sighted. Sure.、Um, so the National Association of Blind Students is a division within the National Federation of the Blind,、um, which is the oldest and large, largest organization in America、um, of blind people.、Um, so the student division, of course, focuses on issues that relate to students who are in、um, primary, secondary, and post-secondary education. Um, so we can do things that range from maybe elementary school age to、um, people who are getting a PhD, for example. Most of our students do tend to be、um, either high school age or college age,、um, and basically we focus a lot on mentoring. So we offer a lot of different leadership seminars throughout the year and opportunities for different students to come together and. Really build their confidence and leadership skills up with the help of、um, some of our national board members and other other longtime leaders、um, in the organization. 
And then um, we do focus on legislation as well and advocacy and how that um, relates to us as students. So we focus mostly on the bills that directly affect us, um, which I'm sure I'll probably get to talk about a little later. So I'll save that. But um, yeah, I mean, mostly what we do is we just try to build leadership skills in our students and prepare them to become the next generation of leaders in our organization and generally in society. Since we're talking about advocacy this week and the Washington seminar had just passed, I wonder, have you went to this legislative meeting before? And if so, what is your experience with it? I have been to Washington Seminar before. Um, this would have been my third year going, but as I am across the Atlantic, I did not get the chance to fly back. Um, I really did miss seeing all my Federation family and getting our, our stuff done on Capitol Hill. But um, my experience has been wonderfully positive both the years that I've attended Washington Seminar. Um, it really is an awesome opportunity for anyone who who is blind to come together with hundreds of, of their blind peers um, and walk the halls of Capitol Hill and get to meet with your, your senators and your representatives um, and really explain, you know, have your voice be heard on the issues that matter the most to you um, or at least matter a lot to you. Um, you know, as we're walking through and we hear dozens and dozens of canes tapping and little little guide dog paws pitter-patter on the hallways, it really does give you this sense of pride in the organization and pride in yourself and as well as just a sense of empowerment that, that you um, were able to play a part in successfully lobbying to someone who can really see these changes through. Um, but aside from just the successes that we have with legislation. I mean, Washington Seminar is also a really, really great time to just network um, and be with your Federation family and um, just be empowered in the in the mindset that we are the National Federation of the Blind and we will not back down. Um, I think that's, that's empowering for anyone. That's interesting. And how many Washington Seminar have you attended thus far? Uh, two. I have went last year and the year before. What were the goals and plans for this year's seminar? So for this year, um, we had three legislative priorities that we focused on um, on the Hill. Um, and I'll just give a brief overview of those three. Um, one of them is pertaining to students, so I'll leave that one for last since I know the most about it. Um, so all of these we have um, we have done before, so none of these are brand new. But um, first we have the Access Technology Affordability Act, also known as the ATAA. Um, that's House Bill number 2086 and Senate Bill 815. So basically what this is is trying to offset the extremely high cost of the assistive technologies that um, blind people need in order to equally access the world. Um, so anything from a screen reader software such as JAWS um, to a CCTV to a refreshable braille display or anything that we need that allows us to comp compete on an equal playing field, those things cost thousands and thousands of dollars and that sets us behind. So basically what we're aiming to do through this bill um, is for a tax credit to be offered um, 
to offset the cost of some of these technologies, and that would be offered over a period, so it wouldn't happen just in one year. Um, so yeah, that's the gist of that one. And then the next one is the Greater Access and Independence Through Non-Visual Access Technology Act, and that's also known as the GAIN Act. Um, this is House Bill number 3929, not a Senate bill yet. Um, so basically, this kind of deals with um, a lot of home appliances and workout equipment and things like that that have um, digital interfaces that we need to interact with that are often completely inaccessible to us as blind people. Um, what I mean by digital interfaces, mostly like touchscreen technologies. Um, since we do live in the age of digitization, um, this is really important for us. Um, and we just urged Congress to to end this digital divide um, that, that threatens our independence as blind people. Um, and so making sure that those things are accessible to us and there are guidelines for manufacturers of those devices. Um, and then the last bill that we have um, is the in Accessible Instructional Materials in Higher Education Act, which is also known as AIM High Act. Um, this is HR, so House Bill number 5312 and Senate Bill 3095. Um, this one um, gained a lot of traction just before Washington Seminar as it was introduced into the Senate by um, Elizabeth Warren. And um, basically what we're aiming to do for this bill is um, make higher educational materials, uh, instructional materials accessible to blind and other print disabled students. Um, so a lot of universities um, you know, fail to provide things such as textbooks or um, research equipment and things that are accessible to us in a timely manner. And we want to make sure that we remove all these barriers um, to our education by making sure we have guidelines that universities can follow to ensure that we get our technology in a timely and effective and efficient manner. Um, yeah, so those are pretty much the legislative priorities that we had um, this year and normally every year we have between um, three and four priorities. So this meeting is only for NFE members. Correct, yes. Um, so what we do, how Washington Seminar normally looks is we have um, seminars to brief ourselves on the legislation so that we are fully aware of what we're advocating for before we go into any meetings with our um, congressional representatives and senators. Um, so we have what's called a great gathering in as well to kind of pump us up for uh, a week of advocating um, on the Hill. And then we have a couple of days of appointments um, where larger states or affiliates will break up into teams of people normally um, that can speak to each of the bills and then they will tackle um, different representatives and different uh, senators as the days go on. Um, we usually start this on Monday or Tuesday and can go all the way up through Thursday um, for those larger states. Like Texas usually goes for a long time. Um, Georgia doesn't necessarily go for so long. That's my home state. Um, but we will divide and conquer and bring, um, bring in folders that have tons and tons of information and leaflets and, and things that can outline the bills in an easy-to-understand way for for maybe a representative that is normally doing economic type stuff and we're bringing them stuff for aim high. So that's not something that they're, you know, used to dealing with. 
but we want to make sure they can, you know, easily look over it uh, and briefly look over it and be able to understand our point of view and support us that way. Um, yes, that's pretty much how a typical Washington seminar week looks. How many Senate or House of Representatives do you meet with just one day? Oh, um, depending on the size of the affiliate or the state, um, I think the most that I personally have seen in one day is four. Um, oh, but I, I definitely is a lot. I do know that some people can do more than that. And then maybe there are states that are so big that they have less people together and they, they don't need as many people to go to each meeting. Cause, um, normally I would say the most amount of people that go to a meeting are maybe, maybe six or seven. We don't usually intend to fill up the, the congressperson's office, um, with, with blind people. But, um, yeah, I do know people that have done, you know, less than what I've done in a day and also more than what I've done in a day. But I would say typically three or four representatives or senators. That's interesting. Another question. Do you think that people with disability, not just blind, should learn to advocate for themselves? So I do think, you know, advocacy um, on behalf of people with disabilities should be done by people with disabilities themselves. Um, you know, you get into some tough and tricky situations when you have able-bodied people doing the advocating on behalf of people with disabilities. Um, so I do think it's really important to um, invest yourself in the bills and the legislation that affects you every day. and to know and understand and be able to share about how it affects you and what can be done to put you in a situation where you are, you know, treated equally or you um, have equal rights um, to your able-bodied peers. Um, I think it's really important to just be able to show that disability rights are human rights and we're here to advocate for that. Um, Granted, I do understand that, you know, everyone comes from different attitudes toward disability and, you know, not everyone is in the same place uh, about their own disability as, as the next guy or the next girl. But um, I think, you know, it's something to consider. Advocacy is something that can give you a lot of empowerment in yourself and in your capabilities. Um, I've found that advocacy has probably been the single biggest um thing for me that's really developed my leadership skills and um, boosted my self-confidence a lot, like exponentially. Um, so yeah, maybe everyone's not as comfortable with advocacy in the way that that um, I've done on Capitol Hill, but there are definitely other ways to, to advocate for yourself as a disabled person that would fit you better. But yeah, to, just to get back to your original question, um, I do think advocacy is very, very important for disabled people to, to engage in um, whatever way they are able or feel comfortable. Fabulous, fabulous. As we wrap up this interview, do you have any advice to offer to students who are still in K-12 schools or at a very young age? Yeah, so um, I think definitely whatever way you can try and get involved with the blind community if there's any way that you can you know maybe talk to another blind person or reach out to 
to a blind student or, you know, someone on the NABS board, we would all be very, very happy to talk to you about anything. Um, if it's okay at the end of this interview, I can leave my contact information if any students or anyone else wants to reach out to me. But, um, yeah, um, I would also say just immersing yourself in what you love. You will definitely be able to boost your confidence that way. Um, maybe that's through advocacy. Maybe that's through something completely different. It's totally okay. Um, and, yeah, just never, never apologize for being yourself. And... Go get them. Before we wrap up the interview, I have a last question for you. How can people in general get hold of you to learn more about the National Federation of the Blind and the student division? So um, the best way to contact me right now, I will give you my email address. Um, it is going to be my first initial J and then my last initial W, one nine one six nine at Essex E S S E X dot A C so Alpha Charlie dot U K so J W one nine one six nine at Essex dot A C dot U K. You can also find me on Facebook, just Jonna Wright, J O H N A W R I G H T. I'd be happy to talk with you. Um, yeah, and thank you so much, Michael, for having me um, on your as a guest on your podcast today. I really, really appreciate it, and I really hope that something I said resonated with you know some of your viewers out there, at least one person, um, oh, and they they are you know um, more confident and more excited about advocacy and ready to join us next year for Washington seminars. Thank you, Jonna, for joining me in the studio today, and thank you again for giving me this opportunity to sharpen my interviewing skills. Yeah, definitely. You are great. Thank you so much. Folks, this is it for this edition of Michael's Weekly Perspective Podcast. If you have any questions, please send an email to monmichael68 at gmail.com. That email address once again is M-U-N-N Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L 68 at gmail.com. Thank you and have a nice day. Thank you.